We have a huge guest for you guys today as the director of the YouTube sensation, the one and only is joining the show to talk about JC Jackson, the Khalil Mack trade. We also have to get into this wild arms race in the AFC West with Devontae Adams, the latest star added into the division. And we're going to get into all of that and more on today's Locked On Chargers podcast. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Droegemeyer. We've been covering the Chargers for over six seasons, but this is our fifth as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day thank you guys for making this your first listen today and thanks for bearing with us yesterday as things melted down for us and our video didn't get saved well we have the director on today's show as well so make sure you guys never miss the show subscribe on the locked on charges youtube channel and also follow the show wherever you get your podcast from but it was so fun having him back on the show again today i mean he is a nerd kind of like us in some ways we got into some marvel stuff but getting to talk to him and his excitement about khalil mack and jc jackson and the run stuffers even and what the Chargers have been able to do being this aggressive. And maybe if they're even Super Bowl contenders, we get into all that with the director. And so gracious to come back on the show with us. But we're going to start with the Devontae Adams move today because that was the biggest thing that came from free agency on Thursday. And the Chargers made a small move to bring back Christian Covington. So we'll touch on that as well. But it starts with the big one, David, because we all saw that Aaron Rodgers went back to the Packers. And I think maybe assumed too early that that meant he was doing that because Devontae Adams was going to be a Packer as well. But no, the Raiders sent both of their first two picks in the 2022 draft to the Packers who franchise tagged Devontae Adams, right? And actually got something out of it. So good on them. But another huge move in the West, David. I mean, not one that necessarily makes the Raiders a favorite, but it's hard to find a better player than the one that they just brought in and added. Well, man, this this game of anything you can do, I can do better is just <laughs> crazy in the AFC West. And the Raiders, they were the team that was kind of left out. They're the ones that hadn't made any kind of major moves yet. And the rest the Chiefs, of the division, yeah. besides the Chiefs, right? I mean, the Chargers go out and get Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson. And, you know, they you know make some great moves. And then the Raiders all of a sudden, bam. Well, and like Chandler Jones was a big move, right? I mean, we can't say that's not a big move. But even with the Chandler Jones move, it still seemed like they were getting left behind in the AFC West, right? And just like, okay, well, now it's Chandler Jones and Devontae Adams. Yes, and now that definitely changes the equation because – now there's, you know, besides Hunter Renfro, which I, I think is an under, you know, underrated phenomenal sure. wide receiver in the league who, who has, you know, just great route running ability. Couple that with the superstar aspect of Devontae Adams, definitely that changes the game. And of course, you know, Devontae Adams was playing with the first ballot Hall of Famer and Aaron Rodgers for the entirety of his career. So, you know, is there a chance we might not see that same player with Derek Carr? I think there's definitely a chance at that, but it makes me feel way better now that I know that JC Jackson is going to be playing for the Chargers for the next five years and hopefully locking down Devontae Adams for the next five years. Yeah, I mean, it makes you feel a lot better about it. And that's not to say that JC Jackson is just going to lock up Devontae Adams, right? And that's not 
what we're trying to say is that he's just a Devontae Adams stopper, but yeah. it makes you feel better about it. It makes it feel like, hey, he might go, you know, six for 87 instead of, you know, 10 for a buck 57. Like that feels a lot better for sure. And they yeah. do have a really talented trio because you add Darren Waller into that, right? I mean, look at the Chargers. What's their most talented three receiving options? Obviously, probably Austin Eckler right now, yeah. but there's no Jared Cook and he wouldn't be out there anyways. But it's just Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, Devontae Adams is pretty damn close, if not better than that, as far as just pure receiving options. So, like, they're adding a lot. It still is Derek Carr, and they do go back to their time together at Fresno State. So they do have some chemistry there. Probably won't be the same as the dude putting it 40 yards down the field on a back shoulder throw that's just on the numbers. But it does change things a little. It makes them more competitive. And even without these dudes, even without Chandler Jones, even without Devontae Adams, the Chargers were splitting these games in these series anyway. So they also got better. And that's the important thing to remember is that the Chargers got a lot better as well. And they have guys that can compete with these guys. They're not getting left behind, which I think is important because they are. you are seeing these moves. It'd be a lot scarier if we weren't seeing the Chargers be as aggressive as they are right now. But what we did see is the Raiders aren't going to go down without a fight. They're going to do what they have to do to, you know, at least compete in this division. But the Chargers made an under-the-radar signing on Thursday, David, bringing back Christian Covington, and it almost seems like now their defensive line unit, pretty complete, I would say, for the most part. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think Christian Covington had, I think, 56 tackles last year and was very productive in a rotational basis, and the guy's huge. You know, the, the guy's as big as a house. I think when we first saw He's him. huge. You know, going out, out there in practice and walking out there is like, this guy is literally a fridge. So, you know, just having that girth and that size on your <laughs> defensive line, that's exactly what you want. And I'm hey, rubbing off back, on David. I got him to say girth. <laughs> bringing back uh, that aspect to the defensive line, I think just allows you to have a more complete unit and, you know, look at that and say, okay, I think I feel pretty comfortable with what I have there. Let's go attack some other needs. Well, and the difference is this season is adding – Christian Covington to what the Chargers had last year wasn't that exciting because like they just had a lack of top tier talent at those spots and he wasn't going to be able to fix the you know run defense on his own and I think he's kind of just a solid player and you need solid players for depth so I'm glad they brought back 16 games too and so that's another aspect of it is at least he is going to be on the field he is going to help you he is a durable player the Chargers and every team need durable players Yeah, like if I had a decision, I would have rather brought back Justin Jones. I don't know what that price tag is going to be just because I do think he's ascending, but he probably wants to go to a role where he's going to be a little bit more of a focal point, and we don't know. He's unsigned still at the moment of us recording this. But I do think that's probably the difference between him, Limbaugh, Joseph, and Justin Jones. One of those guys is the only one of those guys that played 16 games last season. So I think that's a great point that you bring up. And you also feel better about it because you have a guy like Brayden Fajoko behind it, right? And we'll see what happens yeah. with Joe Gaziano. Maybe Forrest Merrill, my boy, can come back and, you know, come back for a, a strong second season. I was watching a table on somebody. I forget who it was, but the dude just got planted by Forrest Merrill. And I was like, great. Oh, I think it was uh, Isaiah Likely when I was watching Coastal Carolina. I think uh, they played Arkansas State. And, like, Forrest Merrill just flattened a dude on one play. And I was just like, ah, Forrest Merrill, I miss you, dude. But – I like the move. I mean, for me, I mean, it's just the Chargers, you know, they're not going to take a chance on having it be like a seventh round pick or something. They're taking a known commodity, a guy they know fits well and could even improve a little bit going into year two of Brandon Staley's system. And for a guy who has kind of bounced around a lot, I think it'll be definitely beneficial for him. Stay put 
you know, which he hasn't been able to do over the last couple of years. But we're just biding time until we get to the biggest interview that we've ever done. Well, one of them at the very least, one of our favorites for sure. We have the director, the Kiwi filmmaker coming up after this. And we're so excited to talk about free agency with him, all the big moves, getting some Marvel references. Are the Chargers Super Bowl contenders? We have to get into all that, but oh, I just cashed big time with BetOnline.net, the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast. It's the best time of the year. There's college basketball going on at all times, including right now. And I just cashed it, so make sure you guys are getting in on March Madness and everything that comes along with it at the only place where you should be doing it at BetOnline.net. They have the best odds, lines, and props that you guys are going to find, and they have tournaments and crazy stuff going on. If Even if you want to bet on football, you can go bet on the draft. They're going to have some crazy props for that, and I love the props and things like that. And live betting, right? That's one of the best things ever, especially if you have a bet you start feeling worse about. I'm going to live bet that and get my money back every single time, or I'm going to try. I'm going to go down swinging for sure, but the only place I bet, the only place I'm putting my money is at BetOnline.net, and it's not just basketball, right? It's also UFC. It's boxing. It's your favorite Vegas casino games. You're going to find something that you love at betonline.net because it's the number one place for all sports action. You need sports news, podcasts, all of that stuff. Where to put your money, they will tell you at BetOnline where the game starts. All right, guys, I hope you are ready for the redo. On today's show, we have the director back on with us. If you guys want to follow him or subscribe to his YouTube channel, you can do that at the director colon chargers football or you can follow him on twitter at kiwi underscore filmmaker and if you didn't watch yesterday's show you don't know that yesterday we did record a full fire episode with the director and it disappeared into the ether afterwards and he was so kind i literally cannot tell you guys how obsessed i am with the fact that the director came back on with us today something you just don't see people in this industry do very often so appreciate you man thanks for coming back on the show again no problem. Can I just open it with Kia brothers, as we say <laughs> yes. on the YouTube channel. Hey, don't worry about it, man. Again, I was telling these guys, worked in film for a long time. If I had a nickel for every time we lost footage after filming in the middle of the desert, I wouldn't need to be, you know, in the film industry at all. So there we go, guys. No problems, no worries. I'm happy to be back. I could talk Chargers football every day, all day long. Yeah, and I mean, we didn't know the Devontae Adams move, you know, yesterday when we did record, so we'll get into that. But first, I think biggest Chargers news, obviously, is Khalil Mack. And it just seemed like it really set the tempo for how aggressive the Chargers were going to be during this offseason. And it also got Joey Bosa that running mate, the one that you always wanted, the first time he's ever had a player on that defensive line that's been the same caliber as him. I love Melvin Ingram. Khalil Mack was a defensive player of the year. It's just there is levels to it. And now he gets that dude. So what was your reaction when you saw that move go down? So blast from the past. We're going to have a little bit of uh, deja vu as we go through the interview. But I will say (laughs) that when I first saw the news that Khalil Mack was coming to the Chargers, first, A, I didn't believe it. B, I went and harassed my wife. Like, look at this, scream and jump and laugh with me. And then thirdly, (laughs) I thought that we had given up a first round pick for Devont or for uh, uh, Khalil Mack. And I was cool with it. I was like, yeah, baby, this is the thing we needed. Russell Wilson's probably screaming in a pillow right now. But a couple moments later, it was revealed it was a second and six. I could not have been more excited. What a big move for the Chargers. And I love that you brought up Joey Bosa. Uh, this time around, because that is such a big part to this puzzle. You think about how much the Chargers are allocating to Joey Bosa and his contract, $135 million. I mean, that money we saw getting double and triple teamed on the side of that line every single game 
you could argue that by adding a Khalil Mack, even with his cap hit, better helps us stretch the value of our dollar because now we're getting Great that point. full value out of Joey Bosa and now Khalil Mack. What a pairing for the Bolts. Well, you get two guys that are on the opposite side of each other that have a very equal skill set, guys that are phenomenal against the run and guys that terrorize the quarterback and as of late have done a phenomenal job of getting the ball out of the quarterback's hands as well. Two of the guys that are some of the best forced fumble guys in the league. So, man, I can't wait to watch those guys Brandon on Sunday. He's going to yeah. have a field day with these guys. And that's such a good point, too. A lot of people were asking me about, do you want Chandler Jones? You want Chandler Jones? Like, yeah, I want Chandler Jones. But do I prefer him? At the time, I was like, I want Von Miller because this guy yeah. also provides a strength versus the run, which is definitely what we need. So the Chargers, two birds, one stone, Khalil Mack, scheme familiarity, coach familiarity. Watch out. If your name's Derek Carr, Patrick Mahomes, now Russell Wilson, we're coming after you. And another guy that's going to be coming after those quarterbacks is J.C. Jackson. The Chargers obviously were out there looking for a corner. They got him. How excited are you that J.C. Jackson is going to be wearing some of the best uniforms in the NFL? Oh, my God. I remember really freaking out about Brandon Staley and his potential to create a great defense for this team last year. And I understood that, you know, priority number one was fix that offensive line. So I was like, I think we're going to see in terms of scheme a little bit more versatility. And I think we're going to, you know, find some hustle. It didn't work out that way. I think Brandon Staley really needed to bring in the pieces to make that vision work. And this season, now that he's completely overturned that offensive line, he can now put his full attention on that defense. And J.C. Jackson, when you talk shut down corner, when you talk the, uh, the Jalen Ramsey of the Los Angeles Chargers, you got to talk J.C. Jackson and just adding a playmaker like that into the mix when you already have a Khalil Mack. What did I say earlier in my video? You'll see it in my video. today. I said with Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa screaming at you, that's going to give you know the quarterback less time to read the field. It's going to force more bad decisions. And with guys like J.C. Jackson, Derwin James patrolling out there, every bad decision will be punishable by pick. So J.C. Jackson will definitely be a huge playmaker for this Chargers. And by the way, I put this on my Twitter this morning. It blew my mind. J.C. Jackson over the last three, since 2020, I should say, since 2020, 17 interceptions. The Chargers DB group as a whole, 17 interceptions. Blows my mind. What a playmaker Whoa. we got out there. Huge. I mean, that's the biggest thing, too, because it's not just turning the ball over. It's when he turns the ball over. He's handing it to Justin Herbert, right, and the Chargers offense. And I think that's so important for them to have that dude because I think it also elevates the rest of the dudes. And Michael Davis gets an easier matchup. Asante Samuel Jr. gets to play in the slot, which really, you know, can take advantage of his short area quickness and give him more ability to break on the football because he'll have more help behind him. And they're going to need him because Devontae Adams is still in the division. But and I like what you said about Joey Bosa because that's not something we got yesterday when we did this initial interview. But I think going along that same line, I think stopping the run also does that, right? Because you know when you're wasting money is when you have two 20-plus million-dollar edge rushers and a you know eight to 17 million-plus cornerback and you're lining up in third and one on every series, right? Because yeah. that takes J.C. Jackson out of it. That to some extent could take Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa out of it. So you really needed to stop the run as well and really fortify that unit. And the Chargers have already made three moves there, the biggest one being Sebastian Joseph Day, someone who's familiar with Brian Staley, obviously. Then they went and got Austin Johnson actually before him, but two run stuffers. And then today they bring back Christian Covington, a guy who I thought played well in a reserve role last year for the Chargers. Definitely bring some beef with him. So I thought even though 
those big splashy moves are what takes headlines. I think it all means a lot less if you didn't make those moves too. I mean, you talk about how much space Sebastian Joseph Day is going to be eating up in the middle of that line. What are you going to do if you're <laughs> you're a defensive court or an offensive coordinator at this point? Like, who are you going to assign? Right. Somebody's right. going to have a one on one if your name is Khalil Mack or Joey Bosa. Somebody's going to get through Sebastian Joseph Day. You pair him up again. Yeah. With Johnson. I love Covington. I think Brendan Fayoko definitely should be back oh, this yeah. season, too. Those guys give me a lot of ease of mind, peace of mind when uh, in terms of depth on this team. I think just the pieces are in place to really maximize the value of your superstars, which makes all of these acquisitions just that more impressive. Everything was calculated. Every signing that we brought in this season had a trickling effect throughout the rest of the roster. And you are, like we said, stretching that dollar to the maximum value by not allowing your opponent to single them out in any given way. So what a move, what a calculated series of signings for the Chargers that I honestly, you know, you take a step back, you're like, wow, it all makes sense. But in the moment, it just goes to show how intelligent these guys are working together and Tom Telesco and Brandon Staley. Well, stopping the run is going to be able to allow Brandon Staley to use those exotic blitz packages that he loves to use on third and long situations. And also, this is going to allow them to use Jerry Tillery more efficiently, too. If you're able Hopefully. to stop the run on early downs, you can use him as more of a rotational pass rusher, which is where he is at his best um, on this Chargers defense here. The AFC West has been ridiculous this <laughs> offseason. I mean, the Broncos adding Randy Gregory and, of course, Russell Wilson. And then the Raiders just traded for Devontae Adams. And they add Chandler Jones and free agency. What have you made about the crazy arms race that's going on in the AFC West? Not. It, it feels like that scene in Community where he walks in with the pizza and you're like, hey, man, I got Khalil Mack. I got JC Jackson. And then the whole place is on fire. You right. know, like it's 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 a madhouse. It's an arms race. Everybody's like I feel like the Raiders feel like they couldn't lay down this season because they made the postseason last year begrudgingly. Right. Right. And. They needed to be able to uh, uh, try and you know keep up. Yeah. They have in the roster that made that work this last season, and, and they, it's, they it seemed like they were falling way behind with all these yeah. other moves happening. It seemed like they were kind of the odd team out. And now with Chandler Jones, which honestly cannot be underrated, uh, and now uh, Devontae Adams, of course, we have to put them back on our radar as well, man. Those are two games a year that are going to be very, very tough. Now, fortunately for us, I think the Chargers, in the way that they're handling their counterattack to all of this, does spell well for us going up against those pieces that they have added outside of Chandler Jones and Randley Gregory. We still need to figure out that tackle position. Right. Um, but in terms of getting to uh, Derek Carr, getting to Patrick Holmes, getting to Russell Wilson, I think we have one of the most complete units in order to accomplish that and generate more opportunities for turnovers one thing i did mention in my video just before coming on here was um Devontae adams to the vegas raiders is definitely scary i'm not going to sit here and pretend like ah you know he's going to decline now right. it's Derek Carr throwing him the ball i guess those things do sort of apply but at the same time it's Devontae adams best wide receiver right. in the league the one thing i will point out though just as as eloquently as joey bosa put it last season when it comes to Derek Carr, the man folds under pressure. And the Chargers just added a Khalil Mack who is ecstatic to see him twice a year. They added playmakers to capitalize on those bad decisions by Derek Carr. I don't think you go after Devontae Adams. I think you go after the man targeting Devontae Adams, and that's going to result in more success in shutting him down. Absolutely. I mean, that's all Love super it. sound logic. It is a really big move for them. It does keep them at least 
in the conversation. And coming up next with the director, we have more questions, including are the Chargers in the Super Bowl conversation now? And I think, you know, with the caveat, maybe if they get average starting right tackle play from them. But we'll also talk about how Brandon Staley has kind of taken over this offseason and how much you've seen that and how much Tom Telesco has changed and just how aggressive the Chargers have been this offseason. We're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about my favorite protein bar in the world. And of course, you know, I'm talking about Built Bars. And when me, it all comes down to flavors, right? That's the most important thing to me about a protein bar. It has to have great flavors. You see me, I'm a big guy. If it tastes bad, I'm not going to eat it. And that's the thing I love about Built Bar. You get so many great flavors to choose from. You can go peanut butter brownie. You can go cookies and cream. You can go with the Built Bar Puffs, which have the first ever protein-infused marshmallow in them. You want to go lemon-dipped cheesecake, right? You want to go churro. I mean, you don't get flavors like these. You don't get things that fit on your diet that also feel like a cheat meal, right? That's what you get with Built Bar, and they're all packed with protein. Most bars have 17 grams of protein while having usually less than 4 grams of net carbs and 4 grams of net sugar. And you can get a mixed box, and you can try all the great flavors that Built Bar has going right now. So make sure you guys go to Built.com, and you can even send some money. Since you guys listen to this show, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Well, like I said, you know, never trust a skinny chef. If he says it's good, if I say it's good, if he says it's good, it's probably good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I, I don't know if you want to get a haircut, you know, from a bald guy, but like, that's a little different though. Cause then he, he's the one cutting somebody else's hair, right? It's like when you go to the town and it's like, there's a barber that has a great haircut and a barber that has a terrible haircut. Who are you going to? The one that has the terrible haircut. Cause it means the other guy cut it for him. Right. But <laughs> we are back here with the director who's, we are so gracious to have on the show because we had a major disaster happen yesterday. The show was gone. He is back here now, and he loves talking Chargers football. So he said he is happy to be here. But, but now that we're really quick too, yeah, the barber sure. thing, man. To all like the two or three hundred people, you know, nagging me about the haircut. I get it, man. We're growing it out, okay? <laughs> if you guys need some insider information, director's growing his hair out. It looked really goofy for about two weeks. I think we're starting to get there, though. There you go. There's your insider. <laughs> I love that. What's so well? Like Justin Herbert cuts his hair and everyone freaks out. And now everyone's freaking out that the director isn't getting his haircut. I mean, let's make up our mind here. Let's make up our mind here. But now that we've seen a lot of free agency, I think we've seen the biggest moves, but still know there's some moves on the way. And the Chargers got premium players at defensive tackle. They got premium players at edge and at cornerback. But the draft is coming up. And that's, you know, free agency is great. The draft is great as well. And the NFL is great at just dominating the news cycle all year long. But it really kind of changes how you look at the 17th pick because when we were thinking about it before free agency, we were looking at it like it could be any of this. It could be Jordan Davis. It could be, you know, Trent McDuffie from Washington. It could be all these guys. Now it's a little bit different. I mean, has it changed at all how you feel about 17, what they've done so far in the offseason? Oh, yeah. I think when it comes to, like, rankings and stuff like that, projections for the Chargers at 17, a week ago I think the consensus was Jordan Davis, which could still certainly happen. But given what the Chargers have done since then in free agency, I think you could definitely move some pieces around. For me, the Chargers at 17 with our current roster. Because, again, this could honestly change again in the next couple of days. You have to consider offensive line. You have to consider, you know, that right guard and right tackle position. And I'll be honest with you, dudes, I don't like that. (laughs) I don't like going into the draft with such a big need where it kind of boxes you into what you can do. And I think that's why it is so vital and so important that the Chargers in some way address the right side of that line before April. 
Well, it's not always going to be a dream, right? You're not always going to just fall into a Rashawn Slater at the 13th oh. overall all pick, right? Well, I mean, and last just, year when that happened, David, like happen. they didn't have another option. If it wasn't going to be Rashawn Slater, it was going to be Trey Pipkins, right? Or something yeah. like that. So like they mm-hmm. did that last year and just got incredibly lucky. Like what if it's the seventh tackle available at that's 17, what I'm saying. right? Yeah, that's exactly why like, yeah, we've been hammering that home. It's just like at least get something that passes as average, you know what I mean? And then if you want to double down and get somebody else, Totally cool with it. Absolutely. Fine. Yeah, yeah but don't let a rookie. Offensive line. But I yeah. think you cannot. It's too dangerous to go into the draft without having somebody protecting your franchise quarterback. Because, yeah. I mean, my God, if you know, like it's it's the, it, with everything that we've done so far, it could easily not matter if we can't protect our QB. Yeah, I mean, if Justin Herbert goes down, God forbid, then this season's over. Don't anyway. say we're that. knocking on wood right now. Don't don't say that way, no, we're knock knocking on wood. On wood the director here. literally like was going to say it last night. He said, I'm not going to say it. And then you go out there and say it. Finish your question. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Hey, I'm just trying to hammer the point home. Tom, you better go get some protection for Justin Hasn't Herbert. enough for you. One thing that we have to think about – oh, man, you're funny. One thing that we have to think about when talking about Brandon Staley – is the effect that he's had on Tom Telesco and a lot of these moves that the Chargers have made in the last two years. What has surprised you at all about how aggressive the Chargers have been this offseason? It, it's so uncharacteristic. I mean, you guys told me yesterday, you fans, what, 20 plus years? I'm a fan, you know, decade plus. Like, we've seen it. We've all hoped every right. single year, like every time we fire up Madden franchise, like, please make this be the year that we go out there and make big moves. So when we finally do it, I think everybody is just kind of thrown out of whack. Like, wow, holy right. cow, what an uncharacteristic, amazing, incredible offseason where the Chargers finally top of the headlines. Better watch out. This team is locked and loaded. I, I love it. I think I made the uh, the analogy yesterday <laughs> that we had a Nick Fury in Tom Telesco, and then all of a sudden, Mr. Captain America comes in, right, in your Brandon Staley, and now we're putting a team together, right? I think Or just, Thanos, right, collecting Infinity Stones. I mean, is, is he both? You know what I mean? He's, I mean, you, you talk about the players individually on the Infinity Glove or whatever, like with every stone becomes more powerful. And I mean, my God, do we have some stones <laughs> in terms of how awesome it's been to see the Chargers finally throw down the gauntlet. There you go. See, there we go. And uh, figure out a way to like really utilize their cap space in a way that's going to affect everything, everybody. So wow, it's great. I think Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco, Great match made in heaven. But more importantly, too, I feel like for the first time as a Chargers fan that there is like a culture shift within this organization, this franchise. I feel like if anything comes out of this season, I want the Chargers to realize that you can go places by taking risks, calculated risks. And I think that's something we can all owe and thank Brandon Staley for in helping Tom Telesco see the light. Speaking of stones, Brandon Staley has some big ones because we all saw how aggressive he was on the field. And that's a point you brought up last night. Like, it doesn't matter where Brandon Staley is, you know, if he's on the field, if he's helping with the front office stuff, he's always aggressive. That just seems to be what he is. Right. And it doesn't change. And I think that's one of the reasons people love him so much and his players love him so much because the dude doesn't change for anybody. And I think maybe we had unrealistic expectations last year one year into Brandon Staley building this thing and didn't realize it might have been a two-year kind of a job, right? Because now it seems like it's really all coming together, even though last year we had those big questions. But let's do a hypothetical here, director, and just talk about this season for the Chargers. Let's assume that the Chargers get, you know, 
average right tackle play this season, right? They find a way to get average at right tackle and they fill in some of the rest of the cracks with, you know, low price veteran players. Do you think that, you know, last year they were playoff contenders for sure, right? And I'm not going to ask you if they're going to win the Super Bowl, even though that's the goal every season. But do you think the Chargers have at least put themselves in that conversation with the big moves they made? Like, hey, we are here. We are Super Bowl contenders. Absolutely. I think it's like, at least on paper right now, I think it's impossible to look at the Los Angeles Chargers and say, these guys, you know, there's no way they're making you to the Super Bowl. No, they're, they have the chance with the way that they've constructed the right, not just the the fact that they made big moves, but it's actually the moves that they made, the the players that, not like the Jaguars. That's another thing. They're not just throwing money into a, you know, dumpster filled with fire. Like what a catastrophic, you know, meltdown there in Jacksonville. I mean, they've got some good players coming they in, do. but man, they don't know how to stretch that dollar at all. And that's like, again, such a nice combination of Tom Telesco and Brandon Staley. Let's be bold, but let's also make it calculated. And I feel like, again, with the particular players that the Chargers have brought on, it really just has elevated everything from the ground up with that defense. And I know Brandon Staley, when coming into this team last season, really probably had to put aside a lot of things that he wanted to do in order to address what had to be done, which was the offensive line. This season, I mean, defense is his bread and butter. It's potatoes and gravy to this guy. He's going to absolutely, he went absolutely ham in making sure that that vision for that defense is starting to live up to what he wanted to bring to this team. And I think that defense, honestly, I mean, everyone says defense wins championships. Well, what about a defense that also has an offense featuring Justin Herbert? Not what every day do you see a team stumble onto a situation where they got a franchise quarterback who's also top five, in my opinion, top three, who can carry an offense to a top five, you know, result in the end of the season while also bolstering your defense to on a rookie contract. Too like it doesn't happen like that. Yeah, you don't get that dude on a rookie contract. Absolutely. Speaking of phenoms on a rookie contract, Justin Herbert. The Chargers have obviously Justin Herbert, the man we were just talking about. And how exciting is it that the Chargers are showing that sense of urgency of building around Justin Herbert on that rookie contract? How excited are you about what the Chargers and Justin Herbert are going to do in 2022? It's it's incredible. I really do think, again, another element of the Brandon Staley tree, and you can even say Sean McVay if you want, the analytics are now starting to finally be taken seriously. When you take a look at opportunities provided by a cheap rookie deal for a quarterback that can definitely deliver, you pounce. The freaking Rams went out there and they bet it out. They threw it all down when they had Jared Goff. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. That's that they found, you know, making it to the Super Bowl. I just imagine that same team. But now we got Justin Herbert slinging it, you know, at QB. It's it's very, very exciting. Justin Herbert. I tell people this all the time on my channel. How lucky are we as Chargers fans to go from Philip Rivers directly into the Justin Herbert era? I don't think people understand. People don't get it. I've seen teams. In, in in a quarterback carousel for decades. Yeah, and the Browns, the, Chargers, the Jets, really Well, look what the Broncos just did to acquire a quarterback. Look yeah. how much they gave up. They had to bet the farm. That's how much it's worth. Well, and look what the you know Rams you know were willing to do to go get something that wasn't Jared Goff. Right? They're like, hey, we Jared Goff was enough to get us there. We need somebody who's taking us over the top, and they went out and did what they had to do. But I mean, the most important question here though is if Brandon Staley is Captain America. Does that make Justin Herbert Thor? I think it's got to be Thor, man. You know, I want to say Iron Man. You know, I want to say Spider-Man. But Thor, dude, the god of thunder. 
I think it's very appropriate in this situation. Has to be. Perfect. So, I mean, and, and Brain City is, could also just be Thanos, too. But either way. I have my I hands mean, on a signed Justin Herbert game ball. I'm going to name it Mjolnir. I'm going to mount it up there in honor of this conversation. And that is Thor's it. hammer for all of you uneducated out there. Oh, but, sorry, so hey, I, I think this one actually might have turned out better. So I think you guys might have gotten the best version of the director on here with us. And make sure you guys go check out his latest video on Devontae Adams unless somebody puts another one out because this dude is constantly grinding and working. So there might be a newer video than that by the time this one comes out. But you guys can check him out on YouTube if you haven't already. Subscribe to his channel, The Director colon Chargers Football. And you can also find him on Twitter at Kiwi underscore Filmmaker. Man, we owe you a big one for sure. Thank you so much for coming and sharing some of that energy with us again. Absolutely. No problem, man. Bolt up. I'll talk Chargers any day of the week. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>